0: There's a lot of great things happening at Tennessee Athletics.
1: I believe this city is going to be upside down tonight. Season long party continues at Rocky Top.
0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Everything Orange podcast. Today we've got a 2023 SEC softball champion with us. And lucky for us, she decided to use her final year of eligibility and come back to Rocky Top and the Lady Vol softball team as a graduate outfielder. Last season, she led all division one players with 25, let me say that again, 25 home runs, which is also a Lady Vol single season program record. She helped lead the Lady Vols to their 2023 SEC regular season and championship titles as well as their first Women's College World Series appearance in eight years. Both on and off the field, she's won multiple accolades, including the 2023 Women's College World Series All-Tournament Team and the 2023 University of Tennessee Torchbearer Award. She was a member of the U.S. National Team at the Canada Cup and the Japan All-Star Series. I mean, I could truly go on about her forever. So without further ado, please welcome Kiki Malloy. Kiki Malloy, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and talking with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. So can you go ahead and just start us off by talking about where you grew up and your family in mm-hmm. Washington?
1: Yeah, so from Winville Washington, my dad was raised like in Tacoma, Washington, and my mom is from Missoula, Montana. And so we kind of have been in Washington since they both went to college at uh, the University of Washington. And so I got three sisters and we're a very athletic competitive family and we just go at it all the time. I love that.
0: Your dad played football for Washington. Your mom ran
1: track. How did they meet? So my mom's two years older and apparently my dad was like playing basketball. My mom was like who's that? (laughs) So she kind of was like a little cougar. Sorry mom (laughs) if you watch this. Yeah so she kind of like sought him out and then that was that was history. The rest was history.
0: So then he got drafted Mm -hmm. and he got went to the Patriots first. Then he bounced around to a couple of other teams. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about what it was like growing up yeah. and then having to travel when
1: he got to different teams? Yeah. So it was kind of cool because, like, half of the school year, we would be wherever my dad was playing. So, like, we'd be in Buffalo or we'd be in Atlanta. And then, like, the other half of the school year, like, we'd go back to Washington. So I kind of got, like, a different set of friends, like, everywhere I went. And so it kind of allowed me to be, like, comfortable being uncomfortable because, like, I obviously had to, like, be in different environments, but it was cool and that went on until about like third grade. What was your favorite area that you got to like halfway live in? (laughs) I loved being in Atlanta. I think because I was older and I was I could I can remember being there, but we lived in a neighborhood like in Washington. We don't live in a neighborhood, so I was able to like play with a bunch of kids like I could just step outside and see like my friend across the street, so I loved being there.
0: Growing up with three sisters, what was that like?
1: (laughs) Like I said earlier, very competitive. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like whatever we did, if we were in the batting cages, I used to pitch when I was in high school. So like I would pitch to my older sister and like doesn't even matter. Like we would just go out there and try to win at everything we do. Um, Holidays are very interesting. It's very loud in my house. It's never really that quiet there, but um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun growing up with the sisters that I have.
0: So you're second oldest. You have an Mm -hmm. older and two younger. Yep. How was that, having
1: big sister, but also, like, you got to have your little sisters, too? Right. I think Amira, my older sister, um, she went to the University of Washington to play softball, but she was the one that kind of introduced me into softball, and Mm -hmm. then after that, it was kind of like the other two just followed, but um, watching her play, like, Little League, and then I was like, I want to do everything that Amira's doing, like, And luckily, like I was able to play softball, like T-ball when I was in Atlanta during the fall. And then I came back and I played T-ball in Washington. So um, that was really interesting. And then watching Tia play now, she's a senior in high school, about to go to Oklahoma. And then Brea, she's 11. She's a giant. She's a beast. (laughs) And she's already hitting balls over the fence. But yeah, it's it's fun being a softball family. So did Amir
0: kind of kick things off for you guys to like Mm -hmm. just fall in love with the sport of softball?
1: yeah definitely definitely
0: well how does that like make you guys bond as sisters having that one like commonality
1: coming into college like she was the person that i would call when i was like stressed out or like when i wasn't hitting well and i didn't necessarily want to talk to like my mom or dad like she'd be the one that i'd be like okay like tell me what you're thinking like tell me tell me what you're saying um and she would kind of talk me down Mm -hmm. off of like going kind of crazy and like over analyzing sure
0: sure and um for Tia like what are you most excited about with her like coming into college have you been able to like show her some of the ropes like you know get her Mm -hmm. prepared
1: for that next stage I mean obviously she's going to a great program like and I know Tia is going to be successful in whatever she does because she just has that personality she's a little bit different than me in a way where like she's able to go into whatever situation she's in and like make friends immediately Mm -hmm. and that's definitely going to help her in college like just being able to be a part of the team and already like form bonds so quickly, um, but she's a baller. Like she's gonna she's gonna be fine where whatever she does. Where do you think your little sister's gonna go? She's got a couple options.
0: Oh my gosh! Or she can do I mean, her own thing.
1: She plays basketball too. So right now she's okay. like, um, I think she wants to go to UCLA for softball. Oh, but fine. yeah, because that came from like watching Tia go on her little recruiting visits. But yeah. I think like she still wants to play basketball too, and she's like loves LSU because of their national championship. So she just wants to. She's young, right? Right.
0: Well, also Maria Taylor, she was a dual athlete. She played Mm -hmm. basketball and volleyball. So who knows? Maybe she could do both wherever she ends up. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. For your dad, how was he like influential in raising Mm -hmm. you guys too, and understanding like you know the college career and even the professional career in his own sport? How did he help you guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, so my dad was drafted twice for baseball, so he kind of knew like about softball, obviously um and just having him go through college and knowing what it's like to be a college athlete even having my mom and knowing like yeah what it's like and all the time and preparation that you have to go through um calling coming to college was a very easy transition for me in that aspect because my parents had kind of raised me in a way that I was going to be successful as soon as I came in mm-hmm. yeah I still miss them like when I I still got homesick but <laughs> coming in and playing the sport, it was a lot easier having the parents that I had.
0: I know how close you and all your family are. Mm-hmm. Did they make the trip out for the World Series with you guys?
1: They did, and it was awesome having them there, um, especially not making it as far as we wanted to my previous two years, and then finally like making it to the World Series like and seeing them in the stands and just seeing them cheer for me and for our team. Um, that was like a once-in-a-lifetime experience, but hopefully we'll do it again this yeah, year. Yeah, hopefully repeat. Um once <laughs> yeah. in a lifetime
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about, now that we're talking about Tennessee, your time here. Because yeah. last year was a huge year for you athletically and your team, but also academically. Let's talk about you. You led the Division One in 25 home runs. What was working for you this season?
1: I think it's just growth. Growth in my mindset is not like I necessarily did something differently like physically it's just more my mindset going into the games mm. was different like I didn't allow like one game to throw me off for the entire series you know um or if I had a bat at bat like I was able to bounce back that next at bat especially just like talking to Chris talking to my coaches um and being able to make adjustments quickly
0: and team success Yeah, SEC regular season, SEC champs made it all through the postseason to Mm -hmm. get you guys to the World Series. Mm -hmm. How fun was that ride?
1: Oh, my gosh. We had a great time. We just loved celebrating and we crave it like we Mm crave celebrating. And I think that's what really drove us to be successful because it's like, okay, we were going to do whatever we can to feel that feeling, especially like once we got the regular season and then we stepped into the tournament. It was nice that like we had that last series on our own our own home field to celebrate with our fans but then once we got into the tournament we're like we want to feel that again Mm
0: -hmm. it's like a dick day yeah exactly
1: and then like especially having some returners like once we got into like the postseason like got into regionals and super regionals like we knew what it felt like to not have that celebrate we knew what it felt like to hear those teams celebrating on Mm -hmm. our field like that's the worst experience like that's the it's, it's horrible so but just, it fuels you, like exactly. it fuels your fire. Right, right. And then having the freshmen that we had, like ten freshmen was a lot. Don't get <laughs> me wrong, but like having the, them and their new experiences and just the love for the game and their excitement and joy, I think that kind of gave us returners like a breath of fresh air. Because totally. like we realized that it's not like sometimes like softball is just about having fun. Yeah. And if you're not having fun, then you're not going to win. And you're not going to be successful. And you're like it's going to be a miserable experience. So having those freshmen come in, um, I think was really a big part of why we were so successful. What was your favorite either series or game from last year? Oh my gosh. Favorite game was the Florida game when we came back from like six, seven runs in the sixth inning. Huge. So
0: huge. Because like
1: (laughs) you could see the fans were leaving like in the fifth inning when we were down and I was like, Bye guys. And like, See ya. See ya. Yeah, And then once we hit that sixth <laughs> inning and like everyone was just contributing like everyone was doing their job mm-hmm. and I think that just brought together like what this that team was about last season because like we were going to do whatever it took to win but it came from us all being together and doing it together like not one person won that game for us it was the contribution from everyone.
0: Let's talk about World Series. Okay. Getting there mm-hmm. and traveling there to yes. Oklahoma. Like how <laughs> exciting was that to finally like have one of your dreams probably in college come true?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll start with regionals because yeah. that's where like in my previous 2 years before that, like that's where we ended up short. So mm-hmm. we knew coming into regionals like doesn't matter like we have to go out and play our best softball. Doesn't matter whatever we were ranked going into it. Like we had to come out and play our best softball because Anything can happen in postseason. Like you've seen it. Like doesn't matter what sport it is. Like anything can happen in postseason. Totally. Yeah. And we had like two teams had the top home run hitters. so like we knew like these teams were good. Mm-hmm. Um. So we had to come in with the mindset like no mercy. Yeah. And we've had that. We had that the entire season, but it was amplified during regionals. Um. So then through, going through regionals, we won that, and then we knew Texas was a good team. We knew that they were going to come out, bring their best. Um, so when we won that first game we were like, Okay, they might be a different team uh, come Saturday. Yeah. And we came out Saturday, handled business mm-hmm. and getting to put that eight, like eight World Series so appearances fun. on the wall, yeah. like running around the field. <laughs> that was oh my gosh, that was electrifying. Just knowing having all those fans there with us, celebrating with us, like they're part of our success too. It's not just the team. Right. Like they're part of our success too. Um, and then yeah, we got to go to the World Series and stepping on that field for the first time. I was really nervous. Luckily, we were playing Alabama, so, like, we each had familiarity with each other, but I was still, like, shaking in my boots, <laughs> and you could see it in my person at <laughs> because I was, like, whiffing at balls, and I was like, okay, Kiki, let's not let me." Yeah, yeah, this. yeah, you're like, let's settle in. Exactly, yeah, let's Palmer's. not make this the whole entire World Series, please, but, yeah, I think, and I think everyone had a little bit of nerves, because... We've never played on that stage before. Right, so. it's a
0: huge moment for all of you guys.
1: Right, so just having that, it was it was electrifying.
0: And how cool was it, too, to see, like, the women's sports community mm-hmm. show up? Because, obviously, like, Oklahoma's a huge softball state. You played against Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. So how cool was it just to <laughs> see the fans packed in for that venue?
1: Luckily, we had a little bit of that experience at home because, like, people started selling out our um, – our stadium started selling out sherry parker lee so we kind of got to experience that a little bit but um i think it just amplified like my belief that women's sports is just as good as men's sports it's just as you know important yeah exactly just as important just as entertaining as men's sports yeah and i think you can see it with like everyone that tuned in to the world series like for the past couple years like it's been going up and up and up um so just knowing that and hopefully like we can use that to build professional women's sports
0: did you see um the volleyball like big yeah.
1: oh my gosh in the
0: football stadium moment that they had
1: with Nebraska that was crazy I was like let's put a softball field on. Yeah, but no that was that was amazing like and I don't think I've ever thought as a woman like that could happen but then seeing it I'm like yeah like why not why aren't exactly. we doing more of like this? why not right and I want to see more people like pack TBA when we have like the women's basketball playing there or like volleyball's playing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's we have the capacity to do it, but people need to show up. 100%.
0: Let's talk about your academic career as well. Yeah. You were awarded the 2023 Torchbearer Award. You were mm-hmm. the 29th student athlete to receive it and the only softball player ever Ooh. to receive it. <laughs> For those who don't know, can you write yeah. down what the Torchbearer Award is?
1: Yeah, so it's the highest um, academic honor like for all students at the University of Tennessee, all undergrad. Um, So just kind of having that experience, it's kind of like, okay, what do you do outside of the classroom, also in the classroom? And then for me, it was like, okay, what do I do outside of my sport? And I think just being awarded the torchbearer just kind of showed that like I'm more than my sport and I do more than my sport. And I think sometimes being a collegiate athlete, people get stuck in like, okay, what am I going to do once I graduate and I don't have my sport anymore? Yeah. And being in this position while still in college and still playing my sport kind of gives me ease of like peace of mind that I'm going to be okay once I'm done playing softball.
0: For any freshman or just student athlete in general, Mm -hmm. what advice do you have in trying to find a balance between academics and athletics?
1: I think in college you have a lot of moments where you have free time, but you also don't really have a lot of free time. Like, coming out of high school, like, college, it's a lot looser. You get to pick your schedules. You get to pick what time you go to class. I mean, obviously, being a student athlete, it's hard because, like, they're going to tell you when practices, and you kind of have to formulate your academic schedule around that. But um, it's knowing how to use your free time wisely to where, you know, you get the good a good amount of sleep, but you're also studying. So, like, if you have an hour between – you know, class and practice, like maybe studying then. Or if you like for us, like right now we're in individuals, like if I have hour, two hours in between my individual sessions, like getting studying for whatever or doing my homework then, because like once I get home at like 7 p.m., like, you know, you want to unwind and rest. So just knowing how to use your free time wisely.
0: Coming back and using your fifth year of eligibility, Mm -hmm. what went into that decision?
1: To be honest, not a lot. Like, I knew as soon as COVID happened, like, I'm going to be playing fifth year – or five years. Luckily, like, that was my freshman year. So, I was, like, new into those world. So, like, I knew, like, I was playing – I was going to play five years, like, regardless. Um, I'm sure it probably would have been different if – like I was, that was my senior year and COVID happened. But luckily for me, like I was like I I knew already. You wanted
0: <laughs> you wanted your four right, full years. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And especially after the season that you guys had last year, it's like why mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to come back? Yeah. At-
1: and I think just knowing like these girls and this team, like why wouldn't I? Like I feel like I'd have a lot of regrets knowing that I could have played or I had the opportunity to play another year and. I didn't. And COVID sucked, but luckily I'm getting my master's degree out of it. Like I would have never been able to say that if I had a typical four-year experience without COVID.
0: Okay. So now um, we're going to get into the fun part. We talked a little bit off camera about how you like to read romance (laughs) novels, which just made my heart so happy because I (laughs) love to read. Like I'm a grandmother during the week. I go to work, I come home, I get my book and I go to bed before 10 o'clock. So... I brought my, <laughs> I brought my Yay. Colleen Hoover books. Okay. Um, and let's talk about them because I want to hear your thoughts if you've yes. read them. Okay. And maybe a little game. Let's do date, marry, breakup with top three books. Well, I guess okay. the breakup isn't really like a top three, but That's you know okay. what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Go for it.
1: So, it ends with us. This was a good one. This one made me cry. Yes. And it was really hard because I was like, I guess I don't want to do any spoiler spoilers, but I was torn. <laughs> yeah, spoiler with, alert. <laughs> yeah, with the one guy because he seemed so nice, but then... Yes, Ryle yeah, fooled us. Exactly. So are you going to go see the movie because
0: this is being made into a movie? Yeah,
1: probably, but I don't really like the like actors that they Wasn't really a chose. fan. Yeah. You know,
0: the Ryle character, he was the director of the movie. Yes. And then Colleen Hoover, I guess, met him and she was like... Oh, you should play Ryle. But that's it's not-
1: like that doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, like he's I don't, just like that's not mm, why I picked. No. Sometimes, like when you read a book, you're like, okay, this is how I imagine this person looking. That's yes. not how I imagine no, him looking. No, me either. But and I don't know Blake Lively. I
0: I really do like her, but she's a little older than I thought. Like this. Like, yeah. She Lily is like fresh out of college. That's what
1: I'm saying. And wasn't she a redhead or something? Yes, and she dyed her hair. Have
0: you seen the photos? I'm not a fan. There's, Ugh. like, you know, leaked photos of, like, them on yeah. set. It, I, I don't like it. And it's it. hard because,
1: like, I love Blake Lively, but, I, yeah, I just don't think that sh- this is Yeah. it.
0: But I'll go see it.
1: Yeah. I will, too. That's yeah. okay. 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 Next. It starts with us. I didn't read this because I heard it wasn't that good, but was it good? So, okay.
0: I think it was overhyped, so I went into it being like, oh, my gosh, it's, it's going to be, be so great. good. Yeah. And then I was let down.
1: So, whatever. So, that's why I didn't read that one. Yeah. Okay. Ugly love. <laughs> <laughs> this, one, this one um i think made me cry too a little bit but <laughs> <know too>. also <laughs> i'm just gonna leave ugly love at ugly love like Kay. honestly if you want to read that yeah <laughs> uh, november 9 this was a good one i mean honestly all of colin hoover's books are good ones this one i mean like looking back at the big picture it's like okay would they really have fallen in love after like having literally like five dates probably not probably but, not you know that's why we love coho books right? yes
0: that was my first coho book too i love that book that's
1: what i'm saying i loved it too i read it on the way back because i just went to ireland this summer okay and i read it on the plane ride because the plane ride was like nine hours and i read it and i was like wow this is actually pretty good
0: yes and it was like totally like i mean the possibility of like it actually happening so for those who don't know they meet every year on november 9th and they do yes. not speak or see each other from like year to year exactly. on this date for some reason they're just so in love and they end up together but like realistically don't think it would happen but it was a very wholesome book
1: yeah i agree (laughs) reminders of him this was very good too honestly all these books were good just except the one that i didn't read yeah Um, yeah. this one was good too but it was different like mm -hmm. i respected her like creativity with it i did too i did too it was great Colleen hoover just kind of like Makes Like, she just comes up with crazy plots where you're like, mm, I would have never thought that would happen.
0: Right. And they're different. Like, you haven't heard this story before. Exactly. So everybody yeah.
1: can say what they want about her, but she does what she does well. That's what I'm saying. Like, I like that she makes an interesting plot, but then they always end up together. Yeah. You know? I mean, you, yeah, like, you know how it's going to end. Whatever. Right. And that's why I'm reading it. Like, I'm not reading it for, like, some crazy ending (laughs) right verity was verity actually was crazy ending. verity
0: was (laughs) crazy and for those who don't know verity is not a romance (laughs) novel it's like a suspense thriller book yeah so like don't read verity thinking that all of her books are like this because they're not no but she did it really well
1: the ending really made me i was like because i read this on my kindle and i was like (laughs) i think i read
0: it in like two settings
1: i was like like, are you serious right now Mm -hmm. because at first i was like oh yeah like okay I see why they did it. And then I you got to the end. You're like, oh, my God. Have you read the bonus chapter? No, I haven't. You told me I had to read it, though. You
0: do need to read it. It didn't get me the way that I thought it would. But also, it's a hardback, like, cover book. So just mm-hmm. go to the bookstore and sit down. And if and you just have, like, go to 45 and o- minutes, just read it. Yeah. Sorry. So date, marry,
1: breakup. I'm going to do it with the books that I've read. So yeah. I don't get, I don't feel like I get to judge this. This you, is going to be a blind date yes. for me. Yes. Yeah. This is gonna be Mary. Okay. It ends with us. She's gonna be date. Okay. Only because. <laughs> I. This was crazy. This is really crazy. <laughs> this so is, crazy. I'm. I had to think about whether I would marry or date these two, but I think this one was okay. a little bit better. This one was really good too. Okay. I'm gonna. Take your time. <laughs> Sorry, I actually have to think about this for a second. <laughs> about who I'm gonna break up with. Oh, I think I'm gonna have to. Uh, I, this is gonna really be hard. No. I think I'm gonna have to break up with this one. No, it was between these two, because this one I don't feel like had as much of a storyline until like the last like couple chapters. This this one was just I. See, now you got me thinking. Like, I don't know. I know. all it's I'm all not breaking back. up with that one, now. Okay. This is my breakup one. Sorry. Tough. November 9th. Tough, you were, tough. She was still really good, and it was a hard breakup. I cried a lot. <laughs> Didn't get over you for a minute, but I'm breaking up with you. Sorry. <laughs> these ones, They are going to be like, yeah, yeah, maybe. good times. You learned something from each of them. Yeah. I'll maybe go on one date with yeah, these.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> do you have um, Goodreads? Do you know what Goodreads is?
1: Yeah, I do. You
0: should get an account. I love it.
1: Okay. Yeah, well I have like a I have like a, is that with the Am- is that with Amazon or is that with Barnes and Noble?
0: It's neither. It's its own thing. You can do it's it. just an app oh, okay. and you can like go on, you can like five star rate books and like yeah. write a little description of like what you thought and then you can also do like a book goal for yourself okay. every year. I'm at I think I'm at fourteen out of thirty for twenty twenty three, so oh, I'm a little I'm behind. Yeah. Um, but it's really fun and like I have like friends on there that like, you know, will okay. say like what books they want to read or like yeah. they're rating a book. So it's fun. I like it. But you should get it. Well I have a little <laughs>
1: Kindle and I have like the amazon unlimited books or whatever okay
0: so with the kindle too you can also like highlight um different like paragraphs or like parts that were really good and you can save it to your goodreads account so like it does work with well with goodreads cool so you should get it okay so for my last question kiki before before i let you go okay i have to ask you when you sing rocky top do you woo
1: i feel like you have to if you don't like are you really like part of the tennessee culture yeah
0: so fair that's all you have to say
1: exactly yeah, I heard, I heard someone else on this podcast doesn't, <coughs> but, you know.
0: Yeah, I wonder who that could be. Yeah. Um, anyways, well, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me. This was so much fun.
1: Yeah, I had a good time. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening
0: to this episode of Everything Orange. As always, be sure to follow us on all of our ball sports platforms so you don't miss a single update. But before we go, here's a look at Tennessee, which I will not even attempt to do in 20 seconds, so – Just buckle in. Tonight, soccer hosts Radford at 7 p.m. in Regal Soccer Stadium. Tomorrow, men's golf kicks off their Visit Knoxville Collegiate that will go through Sunday at the Tennessee National Golf Club. Volleyball will take on Loyola Chicago in the Windy City at 7 p.m., Which really quick, I have to hype up volleyball because they had a huge week on the road. They jumped from number 24 to number 18 in the polls after their wins against San Diego and Boston College. And then taking the number one team in the country to five sets and falling short by literally only two points in the end. Okay, I'm done with my rant, but you guys get the point. Volleyball is on the rise right now. On Saturday, we have a super exciting day in Knoxville as the volunteers face off against Austin Peay at 5 p.m. for their home opener in Neyland Stadium. On Sunday, soccer heads south to compete against Florida Atlantic University at 1 p.m., while volleyball stays up north to take on Marquette at 2 p.m. On Monday, women's golf travels to Charleston, South Carolina for their two-day Cougar Classic. And lastly, men's tennis kicks off a week of tournaments in Illinois and North Carolina. Well, that's a wrap on Rocky Top. Tune in next Thursday for another episode of Everything Orange. Bye, y'all.